What is going on? Welcome to Podcast Revived, episode number 16. I am your host, as always, Shane Craig, and joining me is the lovely Jesse Craig. Hello. How are you feeling this beautiful Saturday morning? Um, I'm feeling pretty good because I'm not working. That's always a good a good, a good start to the day when you, you don't have to go into work early or at all in fact i'm really yeah. pumped because you know a lot of people may not listen to us be you know like mma fans but today's a big ufc event and i'm super duper pumped and really really nervous the bigger the fight the more i get like butterflies in my stomach i get really nervous before the yeah. fights start because mma is is a, such a weird sport in that like i'm a big football fan and i get fairly nervous when my titans play but like mm-hmm. like it's not, it's not like, you know, the game's going to continue until the end, you know, whereas in a, in, a, in a fight, someone can get punched in the mouth and it's over in 30 seconds. And you're like, and for me, I'm like, man, they worked so hard. They trained so hard to get here and, and they're just, it's embarrassing. And they got to, yeah. you know, who knows when they're going to get to fight again to, to like redeem yeah. themselves. It, it's stressful for me. So going to be watching uh, uh, Justin, the highlight Gaethje versus Habib, the eagle, Nurmagomedov. And yes, that is the proper pronunciation of both his first and last name. So super excited to watch that massive, massive fight taking place over in Abu Dhabi. But this is not a MMA podcast as much as I could make an MMA podcast because I love MMA. This is Podcast Revive, and this is where we share our love of tech, gaming, and nerd culture with all of you lovely people, we record this podcast every week and we post it on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, etc., etc. Be sure to leave a like or a rating wherever you happen to listen to or watch this uh, podcast slash video. And if you leave a review, we will read that review on the air. We'll give you a little shout out uh, for doing that. So if, also, if you have a question or topic you want to share with us, you can either do that at scaryoflutteral.com. There's a form down at the bottom, or you can just follow us on Twitter and talk to me on there, which a lot of you have been doing. We are so devilishly close to 1,000 Twitter followers, and it makes me very happy. We are at 925 Twitter followers. We are, we are so, so close. So go give us a follow on Twitter and help us get to that 1,000 mark. So guys, I think we have I think we've got a pretty good show lineup for you today. First thing is, I think we've got our audio stuff balanced. I don't know if any of y'all noticed last time, but Jesse's mic was a little bit too quiet. And I think we're balanced out pretty well now. It looks like we're peaking in the same place on my mixer over here. So I think we're okay as far as that goes. So I think that's, you know, plenty enough introing and waffling about. I always get irritated when people intro for too long. So intro complete. Let's talk for a moment about something that I mentioned in my last News Radar episode, and that is the unfortunate uh, swelling of Surface Duo devices. What I want to do is, you know, I talked to, to you, Jesse, about this a little bit this morning, and I don't know if you want to. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll send you. Um, I'll send you a link to this um, to this news article so that you can actually see for yourself kind of what we're what we're talking about and I kind of want want to see what what you think. I'm seeing plenty of people like, you know, um I'd say I'd say a surprising amount of people actually talking about, "Oh yeah, this happened to me and I had mine replaced." Mm-hmm. or whatever. And I kind of wanted to talk for a moment about like what I think is happening. So, a couple of concerns here. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, it's not like 
It's not bad. It's not like the Samsung phone's exploding, but... Sure. If you scroll down to that article, you'll see where they pulled from, from Reddit, and there's actually someone talking about how their glass actually cracked because it, sw it, sw it was swollen bad enough. And then there's a YouTuber, um, uh, gosh, Tech Odyssey, I think is, is his channel. He had that happen to him too. It seems to be fairly common. And because of that, you know, okay, so you have to look at like, why do, why do phone batteries or laptop batteries swell? And it, it can come down to a couple of different things. It can, it can, it can be damage, physical damage to the battery. Um, it can be moisture getting into the battery. It can be improper charger, like too much power yeah. uh, being pushed through, which I, th I think there are regulators that kind of generally prevent that kind of thing. Um, it can be, I believe that heat, like too much heat can cause yeah. it. Um, just poor quality. And with with the with the battery itself, like poor quality control, like there are cells, and if the cells start to break down, then they they can swell. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I'm almost positive that temperature can be the problem. Um, and then also, consistently fully discharging and then fully charging is is damaging to the batteries as well. Instead of like maintaining. Yeah, you wanna I mean, you wanna do your best to keep your battery at like around eighty percent. You know, you don't re I mean. I do this a lot with my other phones. I would charge them all the way at night, and then I would use them all day, and then plug them in and charge them. I plug them in when I go into sleep, and just let it roll. For the health of your battery, you really shouldn't do that. You should actually keep it charged about eighty. And I've actually been doing that with the Duo from the very beginning because I'm not working out of the house, so I don't really worry yeah. about my battery. So, like last night, like I was playing um, playing some video games in here with a buddy. I had it plugged in while I was sitting here. And got it up to 100, and then I just went to bed and just carried it in there. I'm at 84% at 10 o'clock this morning, and I'll top it off here so and there. So you didn't, you didn't have it like plugged in while you're sleeping? No, I, and okay. I, I generally yeah. haven't been plugging it in at night unless I find myself going to bed and it's dead. And I'm like, well, mm -hmm. I'll need to use it in the morning, so I'll plug it in. But generally speaking, I kind of try and keep it. Think about it like this: when you get a brand new phone and you turn it on, where's the battery at? It's not at 100%, and it's not at zero. Mm -hmm. That's bad for the battery either way. They they, yeah. sh they ship you the phone at about half charge, and that seems to be best for the battery. So the question here is, why are Duo batteries swelling, and why is the why is it presenting so, so mm -hmm. much and so commonly? Because there were many people in that Reddit thread, and in fact, if I go to that my, vi my video, if, if you go to my comments, um, there's several people talking about it um you know here's you know someone saying that it happened to them um it, i've got maybe three people in my comments talking about how it happened to them as well so and in the in, in like and in the reddit thread it was fairly common there as well that's so, big news for for the people who have you know like you have spent a lot of money on this phone and yeah or something else to worry about. Granted, there's a warranty with Microsoft, um, so you should be covered, but it's a hassle. Um, so between the USB-C port breaking on, with some people and the swelling, a couple of problems here. What is it going to be is, something that may turn into like a recall if more people have issues with it? Absolutely could turn into a recall. What I think is happening, and I may be totally wrong, but what I'm noticing is that when you use the device, this area down here is the area that gets hot 
And it does occasionally get warm. If you're doing a lot of stuff with it, it will occasionally get a little bit warm. This other side doesn't really get warm. And at first, you know, I thought, well, maybe, maybe that's, you know, maybe it's the heat and it's causing the battery to swell. Maybe there's something going on. Either the heat's causing the swelling and the swelling's causing the heat. I don't know. Yeah, something's one of the something's two. potentially going on there. So it'd be really interesting to look and see if, you know, the heat's happening on, on, on the, if you're looking at the device, my right side, if the heat's happening there, is the swelling consistently in concordance with that heat? That would be interesting to, to look into and see. And then second thing about it is just that the, the tolerances in this thing are so tight. If this battery swells by, what, a millimeter? The phone's going to start to pop apart. It can't swell yeah. at all. Yeah. There's no room in this thing for anything to swell, and it's made of glass. So glass, I mean, yeah. it, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna bend and no. accommodate any kind of swelling. So the least bit of swelling, oops, sorry, is going to be a pretty considerable problem. Wow, that's just honestly uh, some pretty bad news for a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. Glad it hasn't happened to you, but I feel really bad for everybody else that it has happened to. So far, so good. I know you're not going to really be able to see this super well if you're on the video, but maybe you kind of can. But I'm still, I'm still looking okay. I don't have anything going on. I've got a brand new. Uh, I'm going to a matte black skin, which I have out for delivery today, and I think I'll be happier with matte black than the blue. The blue looked cool, but I don't know. I, I matte black all the things, as MKBHD said. So we're going to go matte black on it. But so far, I'm in pristine condition. A lot of people have asked me, have you had Bluetooth issues? Or is your phone warping? Is your USB-C port no. okay? Solid. I'm good. I, I seem to have been one of the lucky ones that have gotten a fully functional, um, no glitchiness. No, I mean, I'm my Duo has been phenomenal. It is my primary phone. I use it 99% of the time. only time I don't use it is if I want to take a good picture and I'll grab my Pixel 3. And other than that, it's, it's my, it is my phone. I might have a silly question for you before you move on yeah. to something else, but will having a skin on it or anything like that, will that affect the ability for the heat to dissipate? I don't think so, uh, especially not just like a, uh, a regular skin because they're so thin. I can't imagine that okay. it would. The bumper, which you, you may have noticed that I don't have my bumper on there right now, and I, it may come back on later. I may try and buy a black bumper later to match the matte mm -hmm. black. I'm not sure. The bumper just made the phone too freaking big. It would, I mean, it was, it, you could still get it in your front pocket as you saw in some of my videos, but with no bumper, with no bumper, if you can see this, it just goes straight in. I don't, it just, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's so much better as far yeah. as pocketability goes. And I don't drop my phone, you know? I mean, maybe yeah. that's me cursing myself, but like Jesse can vouch <laughs> for this. I don't drop my phone. I am so paranoid about, I love hardware so much that I cradle it like it's my child. I don't mm -hmm. drop. I don't drop my hardware. Um, I do that. I do. <laughs> Jesse takes care of more than enough dropping of the hardware herself. So um, someone actually did say in my in my comments on that video that someone said swelling is happening due to the bumper cases, and I, I don't know what sort of evidence or how you mm. would what you would be like. I don't know how that would be. Um, but did those people have bumper cases on theirs that so, had swelling? Well, that's another thing is I was like, well, all these pictures are people taking it without the bumper case on. So it's possible yeah. that they took it off and then saw it. But like if the bumper case is on, you're probably not going to see that it's swelling all that well. 
Yeah. And I have my bumper case on for weeks and I don't have any swelling. So I don't I don't yeah. think it's I don't think it's the bumper case. I think no. something's going on there and and I wonder if the heat is a coincidence or not. So there's your little uh unfortunate surface duo update. Let's talk about something let's talk about something else that I find to be unfortunate and upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> Get the negative stuff out of the way. Have you ever noticed maybe maybe it's me, maybe it's everybody. But I feel like I am drawn to things that, and this is really topical for the duo. Maybe I'm like being predictive here. I feel like I'm drawn to things that are that are destined to fail. <laughs> Everything I love fails and dies. Maybe not fails, but at least minimum dies. And it's getting... That's not good news for me. Yeah, this whole marriage. I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> I mean, I'm definitely kind of a failure. <laughs> I'm probably going to die. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm probably, <laughs> probably both going to die, so that's true. So I can go back to, like, the first, the first smartphone I ever bought, which was the first phone I bought, which was, like, the first thing I did when I got my job, when I started working full-time. Started working full-time. And the very first thing I did when I got my first paycheck was I got, this is like, I've always been a huge nerd. I was like, see you later, mom's cell phone plan with limited data. I'm getting my own plan. And I bought a Palm Pre, which if you don't know the Palm Pre, you do know the Palm Pre because so many of its features are in the phones <laughs> that you use today. In fact, it was ahead of its time. Oh my God. It was such a freaking awesome phone. It's shaped like a pebble. You'd pull it out and have a keyboard underneath there. Gestures so you would like swipe up to like minimize apps. Like this, the whole idea of like, you know, card views in your multitasking. You can swipe up and have, you know, cards or what you have open. That's from Palm Pre. I, I, iPhone is still copying the Palm Pre. They're like, it's mm -hmm. MagSafe. It's magnetically wireless charging. It magnetically attaches to your phone and wireless charges. It's like, well, there's this thing that, that the Palm Pre had called the Touchstone, which was this little charger that you would drop your Palm Pre on and it would magnetically like attach to the Touchstone and it would charge wirelessly through it. And that was like, guys, that was like 13 years ago or some something crazy yeah. like that. It's like, we're still stealing from the Palm Pre yeah. all these years later. And it failed. It, it the, the App Store was devoid of, of content, and it, it died a very slow, painful death. WebOS died a very slow, painful death. Actually, WebOS is not dead. It's actually in TVs, apparently, now. Yeah. <laughs> which is like the most <laughs> bastardized version I could possibly imagine. But it was brilliant. It was freaking brilliant. Windows is hyping up something they call PWAs, Progressive Web Apps. So, like, I use Google Messages as a progressive web app. And WebOS was based on web apps. Everything, it's what was called WebOS. Everything ran, the, the OS ran in HTML5. It was incredible. Anybody can make a, an app for this thing in, in a minute. If you could build a website, you could build an app. And it was really smart. It died. Um, and so you jump ahead, and it seems like I'm really consistent at picking things that are different, weird, and cool, but aren't going to succeed. One of, my, <clears throat> one of my favorite TV shows of the last ever is a TV show called Mindhunter. And uh, one of my other great loves in life is uh, psychology, and particularly the extremes of psychology, like serial murderers. And Mindhunter is a fictionalized account of uh, the behavioral lab at Quantico, the FBI's attempt to 
profile murderers. So basically, in real life, these guys went around interviewing, you know, serial killers like Charles Manson, which was not a serial killer, but, you know, people like Charles Manson and other, other serial killers. Actually, they invented the term serial killer, which is interesting that someone had to come up with that. And if you haven't seen it, it's on Netflix, and it is it is so it is so freaking good. It's David Fincher. It's incredible. The acting is great. The portrayals of these killers is phenomenal. Um, the co-ed killer, I can't think of his name, his, 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 in real, his real life name. But he's played by a guy that is in the Umbrella Academy. The big dude, the big... Um, oh, really? Hazel. That's Hazel. Yeah. He plays um, Kemper. Oh, Edward yeah. Kemper. Yeah, that's right. Oh, I my God. He is so convincing. It is so good. The psychology is so actor. good. He's a phenomenal actor. Everybody in this show just fucking crushes. Anna Tor from Fringe is in it. She's she's mm-hmm. incredible. And they've done two seasons, and they have just announced that season three is very likely not happening because apparently the show was very expensive to make, and not nearly enough people were watching it. And it makes me so sad because it's so good. Hannibal was another show that I fucking loved. And it, you know, what did it make? Three seasons? And they're like, ah, really expensive to make. Nobody's watching. And I'm like, I'm watching it. Please. Yeah. Yeah. Please make more. Well, that kind of brings up, uh, you know, a question like, is Netflix going to continue doing this? Like, do they need to, to make shows that are more than a few seasons? Because they're also canceling a few of my favorite shows because they feel like the show is not going to bring in enough viewers consistently more than a hot new show that has like one season. Right. Well, I mean, they seem to think that's the way to make money, but it does, it sucks because you get invested in these shows. Mm -hmm. Like the shit that kills me, Mindhunter for two seasons has been laying out the groundwork with incredible, uh, artfulness and, 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 they're, they're, they're laying these breadcrumbs of mm-hmm. um, BTK, which stands for Bind, Torture, Kill. This guy was a horrible, horrible murderer. And he mur- he murdered people for many years. And then he, he, he would send stuff to the news and taunt them. And then he went dormant for many years. And then they basically, someone wrote an article like, oh, I guess he died or something. And he was like, nah, bitches, I'm still here. And then he started up again. And then they finally caught him. And it's a fascinating case because the man was a family man with kids and a wife and nobody suspected a thing about what this guy was up to. He worked, he fucking worked for a home security company. He worked for ADT. He would go into people's homes and like look at their, you know, install security. He knew how to get past security systems. It's a horrible fucking story. But they've been hinting about this guy for two seasons and you're like, oh my God. from the first episode. From the very beginning. And you're like, I can't wait to see when BTK shows up and how they're going to tell this incredible story and and the tragedy of it. And then it's like, oh, we're just not going to. (laughs) It's never going to happen. We're never going to show it. We're never going to do it. Dahmer, Ted Bundy, all these things they could do. And you're never going to get them because Netflix is like, ah, well, you know, new shows do better. Did they officially cancel it? What they're saying is that it is on indefinite hold. Okay. So what that, that means is that, but look, in de- okay, it was like two years between season one and season two, and they didn't <laughs> say we're on indefinite hold. So indefinite yeah. hold, if it means more than two or three years, it may as well, it, it's not going to happen. 
That's just, that's a huge bummer, and it's really making me sick of Netflix, because they're doing the same thing with um, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. They're canceling that. We're supposed to be getting, at some point this year, we're supposed to be getting the last installment that they had already filmed. They tore down the set and everything. (laughs) So they They, filmed, we're done. It's over. Yeah. They filmed it, and then they literally tore down the set. And we're wow. like, that's it. We're not doing okay. it anymore. So for those that don't know, The Chilling Adventures uh, of Sabrina the Teenage Witch is a show that... How, so how many seasons have we seen? Two? Three? Two? It's technically three, but they've had, like... They took one... I think it was season two. They split it up into two parts. Okay, okay. It's really so weird. two seasons worth of episodes, essentially. Two or three. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't three. know. I don't know. Okay. But I feel like it's been three seasons. The first season was awesome. Because yeah. I, I grew up watching Sabrina, mm-hmm. right? And I mean Sabrina with, you know, the cat and, yeah. you know, Salem. And it was funny. Salem. It was a good show. And then there was And then there was the uh, uh, the guy. That, <laughs> the the then, midget. There's a midget who, farm boy. um <laughs> Man, I love that show. I, I, I love that show as a kid. It was awesome. It's really funny. And so this show starts, and the first thing that they show you is someone getting stabbed in the neck and blood squirting out of them. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is not the Sabrina that, that yeah. I was used to. This is very different. And the first season was awesome. It was dark, yeah. and it was gritty, and it was like, oh, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. And then the next season, I think it was the next season, is a fucking musical. And like, no, what? no, no, no. No, the second season was good. The se- it wasn't as good as the first season, but the second season was The musical was shit good. came in that in was, the in the in was, what okay. They yeah, turned it into a musical. And, yeah, that, and that was horrible. That broke my brain. I'm like, yeah, "Why are, why are you singing?" Well, apparently, and I don't know this cuz I watched one season of uh Riverdale, but it's in the same Archie Comics universe. Uh, Riverdale decided to become like a musical because their showrunner, I guess, has lost his damn mind. Um, people really are into musicals right now, like campy musicals, and it's just like, it doesn't belong in every show, you know? It they doesn't... had a musical sequence at the end of season one or two of Sabrina, and that's good. But, it didn't... but they didn't need to have a whole season of it. It didn't start off as a musical. That's no, the it thing didn't. that bothers me is like, if you want to make a musical, make a musical. Don't yeah. make a show and then after a season be like, what if musical though? It's like, what? Yeah. And like, okay, listen, they could have done it like if you remember watching um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which is like probably my all time favorite show ever. Yeah, another tremendous show. Yes. Um, but they had a musical episode. But they but it, was, it turned into a story. They were like, oh, there's this demon that loves musicals. And so he's like, put a spell yeah, on all of us. It was part they of the story. Done that. They could have done that with Sabrina. And that would have explained the fucking weird reality we were watching. But I don't, I don't like it. It wasn't good. It was just, God, it was annoying. Like I kept hearing all this stuff before we were getting through the season um, about people being like, wow, I swear, like, every five seconds, somebody's singing. And I was like, it can't be that bad. They it have to be exaggerating be. it. But no. But then we watched it, and I was like... 100%. Why are they singing? Why? 
Why are you singing? It was very, Why? very strange. And it pulled me out of the experience because it was like, yeah. I would be enjoying myself. And because it, I mean, it's like, oh, like the mysteries of her parents. And then, and mm-hmm. then, then Lucifer shows up and he was pretty cool. And he's like, yeah, he was pretty he's cool. A, a goat man. He looked like Baphomet. And then he turned into like, you know, uh, handsome Lucifer and like they all this cool sexy, stuff. Sexy. Yeah. All this cool stuff was going on, and then they just kept fucking singing, and I just, I just wanted yeah. them to stop singing. Please stop yeah. singing. It's Maybe weird. that's why everybody was ready to tear down the set, and they were still smiling about it because they're <laughs> like, we don't have to do this bullshit yeah. anymore. Yeah. I don't know. I would love to see the conclusion of that story as well. Um, God, I hope there's no songs without the singing. You know, maybe that. I don't know. Very, very strange. Bad. So let's talk about. I wanted to to kind of parlay this into a brief discussion about something of something else that I love that is it's not necessarily dead, but it seems to be abandoning me in some way. So a lot of you guys may know that I, I love, I love PUBG for all of its flaws, all of its many, many flaws. And when it first came out, you know, if you don't know, PUBG is a, is a, uh, it's a, it was like the first battle Royale game. I've seen so many people who are like, Oh, it's the game that ripped off Fortnite. No, no, it's the other, other way, way around, around actually. <laughs> Fortnite ripped off PUBG. PUBG was the first proper BR game. Fortnite's Battle Royale mode came out after PUBG made it big. So it was a initially a third-person, highly realistic, military-style Battle Royale game with guns that have recoil. Like, when I play, like, Call of Duty, I'm like, oh, every gun's a laser. They don't, there's, yeah. there's no recoil on any gun. Like no. a get a gun on PUBG that is fully kitted to have the least amount of recoil possible will still have like four times more recoil than in like any other popular game, mm-hmm. and I enjoy that because it makes it more intelligent. You can't just full auto people from a hundred meters away unless you're really good at the game, and you put in a shit ton of practice to get good at the recoil. Initially, it was third person perspective only, so that means you're looking at the back of your character your character's head. You're not in your character's head. You see yourself. And that's a totally different way to play. There's a lot of dynamics that are totally different. So, like, if I'm if there's a wall in front of me and I'm looking and I know there's an enemy around the corner, I can literally just have my face against the wall and I can see around the corner still because the way the camera is, right? So you can it's called third person peeking. And a lot of people get mad about that. Oh, third person peeking's bullshit. Well, yeah, but if everybody can do it, then it's a game mechanic. It's how yeah. the game works. Get used to it. And that's I guarantee how, everybody's gonna do it. Oh, of course. In third person, everybody plays with third person peeking. If you don't use the third person peeking, you're not using the game's mechanics as they are designed to be used. So that's how the game launched with third person perspective only. You could, and, and, and I believe you could, maybe you could toggle the first person if you wanted to play that way. I think you could. Um, when you would ADS, you would aim down sights to shoot, it would go into first person perspective and then come back out. So that's how the game kind of worked. Well, several months in, they added an FPP-only set of servers so you could play only first-person perspective. And that totally changes the flow of the game because, like, let's say there's a group of buildings and you want to run into those buildings. In first-person perspective, you can run up and push those buildings because for someone to to be able to see you coming, they have to expose themselves Mm -hmm. and then see you. And now you both have a chance to take aim and fire. 
In yeah. third person, I can third person peek until you get right where I want you and then lean out and I've already and start pre-firing and just mm -hmm. shred you. So you can't rush the same way in third person. So in first person, you can be much more aggressive and you have to be more aggressive just because that's how it works. You can't sit behind a tree and camp in first person because you can't fucking see anything. All you can see yeah. is the tree you're staring at. Yeah. Totally different way to play the game and a totally valid way to play the game if you prefer first person. I got used to third person. I've played that game for like 1500 hours and it's pretty much all been in first person or I'm sorry, in third person in duos with my buddy. Well, this last patch they announced in North America, there is no more queue for third person duos. You can play solo duos or or solo duos. You can play solo in third person or squad in third person, but not duos. So the game mode that I've played like 1500 hours of is gone. So that's weird. If their goal is to push people to play first person perspective, because in North America, it's maybe 60, 40, maybe 60% of people play first person in the rest of the world, like Asia, it's almost all third person. That's what they prefer yeah. for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. So if they're trying to push North Americans to just say, oh, just look, most of y'all are playing first person. Anyways, let's just get rid of first or third person and make everybody play first person. Cause that's what everybody's already playing or most people are already playing. I would partially understand that. But then they release a new map and they make it third person squads only to play the new map. So I'm like, what are you like what are you doing? Do you yeah, want us to play first person? Here? Do you want us to play third person? Like what are you trying to accomplish here? And it's super frustrating to see cuz for me there is no other game on the market that plays like PUBG. There's yeah. no other game on the market that is realistic. I can play Warzone, but it's not realistic. There's nothing else there that gives me the exploration the the randomness and the realism <clears throat> the strategy of something like pub and it's super frustrating i i mean it's like i'm just gonna have to get used to playing first person perspective which is a totally yeah. different game but it's like if i switch to another game it's going to be first person perspective and it's going to be even more different than PUBG. so mm -hmm. first person PUBG is still the closest thing i have to third person PUBG. yeah but it's just it's so frustrating to watch frustrating. another thing i love be run really badly and it yeah. it's super 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 frustrating i need a new game i need somebody to just to make a PUBG clone that just mm -hmm. does it better than PUBG does and has and it, a good PUBG flavor <laughs> that feels like pub like we tried playing yeah. a game called squad which is like a super realistic military simulator but like I, I was telling my friend the other day that i feel like there's a slider that goes like one end is realism one end is fun and they went too far towards realism and they forgot to be fun mm. Yeah. And PUBG was, was a little bit further towards fun, where, like, when I shoot somebody, I get a thing that says I killed them. I, I have a, a reticle on my screen. I have, you know, some creature comforts. And in squad, it's like, no. If you shoot somebody, you have no idea if you killed them. You have to just see wow, them fall really? down. You have no clue. Wow. You just have to wow. be able to look and say, I think they're dead. But that's, I mean, that's how that would work in real life. When you, you're in the military and you murder someone, there isn't a thing that pops up and says, you killed a guy. I'm seeing I mean, a dog. Yeah, I'm being invaded yeah. by I'm being invaded by a dog right now. Get out of here, copper. So yeah, there's my there's my little PUBG rant. I think we should close things up with a game that I actually I tried out and I actually enjoyed. Kind of surprisingly. <laughs> so there's a game called Immortals Phoenix Rising. And we've talked about it a couple times now, and I posted a video yesterday no, yesterday? I don't know, sometime, at some point, 
where basically they released a demo for it on Google Stadia. And I was like, I can, you know, let's check it out. And if you don't know what it is, basically it is a, um, it is essentially a Breath of the Wild clone, you could say, but it is using Greek mythology as its base. So the game's, you know, narrators are Zeus and Prometheus talking and the char- it's all very Greek looking, you know, Greek mythology, excuse me, looking stuff, but it plays incredibly similarly to Breath of the Wild, right down to like the climbing looks exactly like Breath of the Wild, the comet looks like Breath of the Wild, the parrying, the gliding, you know, pretty much everything looks like Breath of the Wild. And at first I was like, you know, I don't know, this seems kind of shameless, but I don't know, I mean, it kind of works, the dialogue is funny, the puzzles were okay. Yeah, like it, it's really... I don't know. Like I, I mean, you've, you've watched the the gameplay of it. I I kind yeah. of I kind of want to play it. I kind of want to play it on the Switch. I want to play it there. But what what do you what do you think? Having seen the gameplay of this um, rather um, shameless Ubisoft made Breath of the Wild clone, I'm I'm all in. I watched like what just like maybe five minutes of the gameplay and. I'm already like I'm, I'm ready for that game to be out and to be ready for me to play. I want to jump right into it. Um, I did think that there were some of the mechanics that were just straight up ripoffs of Breath of the Wild, like the little magnetism thing. I mean, oh that's yeah, just... Car- yeah. There was a portion, and again, if you are watching this on YouTube, you're going to get some benefits of having done so because I'm I'm showing some of the gameplay down here as I'm. As I'm going along, Sorry. yeah, there's a there's a portion here where I'm carrying a boulder, and yeah. it is straight up, straight up Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I mean, a hundred percent. Like the the puzzle the puzzle thing. There's a a ball that the person is holding, and it looks just like the uh, the rune thing from Breath of the Wild. But the narration that is involved with the two voices, Prometheus and Zeus. Um, that's something that's really different, and you don't get that in a lot of games. And I'm Humor. really... I, I, I'm i excited for that, because it almost reminds me of God of War, after yeah. a certain point, tw- the 2018 game. There's a character that's added to your group that does a lot of narration, but you don't necessarily see that that person all the time. Yeah. And he's comedic relief. Yeah. And I mean, that's something that you need some uh, levity. I mean, yeah, we, we need more of that in game. So, and, and any game that is going to offer me countless hours and countless, you know, areas to explore, that's what I like in an open world game. Those are my favorite games where I can explore, where I can see everything that they've created. I like to get lost in a game. And I think that this game is going to be one of those that I'm going to get really deep into. And yeah. it's Greek mythology, which I freaking love. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, I'm, there's, I'm all for it. There is some some character customization, which I'll, uh, I'll see if I can find mm. that portion there, because you, you'll find different different armors and so forth. And I feel like, um, I almost feel like there was maybe talk of like you can be a boy or a girl. You can like pick what you want to be and yeah, like, change your appearance remember, and things like that. Yeah, I think. I think I remember that because uh, we had mentioned that that was going to be the case with Breath of the Wild before it came out. And they changed 
they changed their minds. They felt like Link absolutely is just. I mean, Link. Link yeah. is who he is, you know. So. We're looking at December third for the release, and it'll be on everything: Stadia, That'd Xbox, awesome. PlayStation Five, PS Four, Nintendo Switch, and then PC as well. Think I'll um, play it on PC. I don't think I'll play it on the Switch. There's something to me like like I bought um Spelunky too and it's on my PC and there's something about those sorts of games certain games I don't want to play on a I don't I want to play on a handheld I just enjoy sitting on the couch yeah. and playing those games I don't know what and it is like I'm Breath the of the Wild I didn't ever dock my Switch for Breath of the Wild I played it in handheld mode on on the, on the couch that's how I want to play those games Um I played mine exclusively on dock like I think I up until like the end of the story i think i played it in dock mode and then i started playing it a little bit more in handheld but that's a game that it works really well but like i've struggled with other games that are supposed to be like combative and stuff like yeah. on the switch like i am not used to that i'm yeah. used to either having a controller in my hand or playing on pc so i see for I don't me know. i could probably try it but for I me don't know if i'll like it handhelds are made for single-player games for me. If I'm playing a multiplayer yeah. game, my computer's awesome. But if I'm playing yeah. a single-player game, I mean, it goes... It's in the, I forgot where I put it. And, and, and at, the, at the end of the day, like, my Vita that's over there on a the shelf, that game, that system, I played so many single-player games on the Vita. Like, I think it just depends if the... I mean, if the combat system is going to be really just like it was in Breath of the Wild then I think I'll be okay on a handheld because it worked really well. But like I like I said, I've had other games where I've tried. Like I struggled playing um, Spyro on the Switch. Yeah. That's one that like I struggle. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just because like I have muscle memory playing that game and I'm using like a smaller controller. But like I've had to even like dock that one and or uh, put it on its stand and have to use like the Joy-Cons. Like, I don't know. It's just. Some things I just cannot. It just doesn't feel right with the small, small con, uh, controls and buttons and stuff. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's got their own preference in terms of how they want to play a game. I am excited for it much, much more so than I thought I was going to be because it's not as if they're ripping off Breath of the Wild. Like, we say they're ripping off Breath of the Wild. Okay, well, like, here's the thing, though. There's certain things that Breath of the Wild did that if you'd make a game like this, an open world, third person, you know, game like this, and you don't rip off Breath of the Wild, what are you doing? Like, mm -hmm. if your game is like that and you can't climb everything and everyone's played Breath of the Wild, they're going to be like, oh, that sucks. I can't climb everything. Yeah. Like, there's things that, there are certain things that once it's established, Everyone just has to do it or you're going to look like the inferior game. You're going to look like a, a bad game in comparison because it's like it's it's going to have to be ubiquitous at this point. So, you know, have they gone really far like with the way you carry the orb and the rock and everything? Yeah, but certain things it's like, I mean, like what were they going to do? Not do the thing that everyone is going to expect them to do at this point. Mm -hmm. and, and it's it's Ubisoft and they've executed, I mean, at least in the demo pretty damn well like it felt good yeah. and can i just say also before we wrap things up here i was really impressed with stadia there were some hitches here and there but in terms of latency 
I forgot that I was streaming the game. Like I did not really? feel like I was clicking and then waiting. Like it was close enough that my brain was like, yeah, this is fine. Like I, I was able to just, to just do my thing and it wasn't a big deal to me. So that was pretty, pretty impressive. Sometimes the resolution would drop and I could see that, but generally speaking, it did a much better job than I expected it to. Now, before we totally wrap up, there's that other one, too. What was it called? It was like Genshin something? Yeah, I'll have more to say about Genshin Impact as we go on. I, I installed it yesterday and played until I got to the first big city. And then I, I, I installed it on my Duo as well so I could test out the, the cross-save feature. And it worked. Mm -hmm. I literally loaded it up. I quit here yeah. on my PC, loaded it up here, and I was standing in the exact same place. And I was like, well, that's pretty yeah. neat. So you could just take yeah. it with you. And it looks pretty good on Android. It doesn't look as good as it does on PC, obviously. But it looks pretty good, actually. And the controls are fine. Um, it is another Breath of the Wild-like, which I think is going to just be a genre. You know, that's just going to be a thing. Mm -hmm. It's like when GTA came out and then Saints Row came out and, you know, we're still making GTA likes. Yeah. Um, there are more true crime streets of L.A. Um, there's more. What's that one that I played? Uh, Sleeping Dogs. Sleeping Dogs. <laughs> that was the other one I was trying to think of. Um, so, yeah, it looks cool. I don't have a ton to say about it just yet, just simply because I haven't sunk my teeth into it quite quite as much as I, as I played through the demo here on Immortals. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I expected, first off, Genshin Impact to just be a janky, money-grabbing, cheap clone of a game. It is not that. There are aspects where I'm like, okay, I'm partially right. Like, you can't remap your controls on PC, which is fucking stupid. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's like, but, like, there's voice acting to everything. And, like, it's mm -hmm. about as well done as any game like that. Like, there's voice acting for everything. So they've mm. dumped money into this. It's not like this yeah. was like 10 people and a dream. This was like a proper game, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it, you know, it is what it is. Like, I don't know what this studio has made in the past, if anything, but it is not what I thought it was going to be. It's much more polished and much more flushed out and a much bigger world than I was ever expecting. It's pretty. It plays pretty well. And it sure does look and feel a lot like Breath of the Wild. But they're doing Except some things. very odd anime characters that feel like, they feel like stickers on top of the world. Yep. So there's that. Um, and so, I mean, the, like the cell shaded art style actually really does look really good when you're playing it, it in does. real time. It looks really yeah. good. It's more anime themed. And then there's the hot swapping of characters. So you will have different characters in your party and you'll just on PC, you'll hit two or three or four and it'll switch you between those characters. And that's cool. So you can be like fighting and then like you hit a button now you're the girl with the bow and arrow and you can shoot people and then mm -hmm. you hit it again and now you're back as the as the main guy with his sword and then you know you switch to this guy and he's got electricity or whatever so that's cool i appreciate that they're trying to differentiate themselves at least a little bit in that regard but I'll, I'll, i'm sure we'll have more to say about it once we've had more time to sink our teeth into it but mm -hmm. coolest thing for me is the cross save you log in yeah. through i use twitter play on your pc save pick up your phone and you're right there so that's pretty cool i gotta see how much the pay to win stuff is a problem mm -hmm. and if it's not too big of a problem later on you know probably a pretty pretty solid game yeah all right i think that's uh i think that's gonna bring us to the end of today's episode thanks as always for for watching and listening however you happen to be watching or listening i want to remind you again if you're on a podcast form and you're maybe itunes you're on an iphone whatever 
you know, go give us a rating or a review on iTunes. And if this is just a YouTube video to you, hit that like button, maybe subscribe if you want to see more content like this in the future. So thank you for joining me today, Jesse. My name is Shane. This is Podcast Revive. And until next time, stay nerdy, my friends.